Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I am your host, Jen Zaya, and I am so thankful that you've come and join me on this journey. Today, this episode is pretty exciting. We are going to be diving into Facebook ad targeting for teacher business owners. And in the intro, you probably heard about the freebie that I have to offer. And we're going to be walking through and I'm going to be giving more details and more information about that freebie. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, then hit pause and go to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences. Yeah, that's plural audiences with an S. So you can download this resource and then you can kind of follow along. Okay, so I'm going to assume that you've downloaded it, you're ready to go, and thank you so much for coming back. So the first thing to note is that targeting has three pieces to it. The first one that we're going to dive into in this episode is finding your ideal client or your ideal customer. And one of the ways that you do that through Facebook ads is these audiences that you create. The second piece is the visual appeal, and that's your ad images or the videos that you choose. Videos and images are a great way to further attract the people who you want by using colors and images that will speak to them directly. And sometimes using text is really important too. So Sometimes in my ads for my TBT store, I'll actually put French in my images because I am trying to attract French teachers. And that's a really good way to signal to them that, hey, this is a product in French. This is something I want to look into. And then the last one is your messaging and your ad copy and making sure, again, that you are attracting the right people, but then you're also repelling people who don't fit. So I recently did a launch with a client who serves high school English teachers. And it was really important that we used language and messaging that ensured that she was speaking directly to high school teachers and not middle school teachers, because often there is a bit of crossover in 
these teachers and their interests and help. So we needed to really make sure it was specific and that middle school teachers would say, oh, this isn't actually for me. And high school teachers would say, yes, this is for me. So we did that by the language you used in the images and by the language that was used in the Facebook ads themselves. So again, today we're going to be diving into that first part, the specific ideal customer that you have. And I could go on for an hour about ICA and creating that ideal customer avatar. But all I'm going to do right now is just say, you really need to know that person really well, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their obstacles, their objections, just getting in their head and knowing them better really than they know themselves and better than anyone else knows them and just what words would they use and how would they speak? Because that is really going to be what helps you get laser focused and really zone in on your people so that you're speaking directly at them. So today we're going to be talking, like I said, about creating your ad audiences on Facebook. And there are three distinct groups that it's important to know about and important to use. The first one is your warm audiences. These are people who have interacted with your brand on Facebook or Instagram or your website. And it also includes people on your email list. The second group is what I call cool audiences or lookalike audiences. Now, these people have likely never interacted with your brand but Facebook has taken your warm audiences. So let's say your Instagram one. They've taken that Instagram audience, squished it down to get the general characteristics of people who've interacted with you on Instagram and re-expanded it to find a million more people that are similar. So it's almost like one of those funhouse mirrors and the mirror makes you look or you're like tiny and then the mirror makes you look gigantic. And so your audience is kind of tiny, throw it into that funhouse mirror and it just expands and explodes. And that's what Facebook is doing. And that's why look like audiences are usually really, really good because they are a reflection of your current warm audience, people who are currently engaging with you currently on your email list. So those are what I refer to as cool lookalike audiences. And then the last group is your cold audiences. Again, these people have never interacted with you either. And these audiences are based on interests and demographics. And that is what we are really going to spend the most of this episode on discussing. But first, let's just quickly go over all of the warm audiences that you should have created in your um, Facebook ads manager and be using when you're targeting warm audiences. So the first one is your email list. Pull that list off of your uh, email service provider. So that's Flowdesk, ConvertKit, Aweber, um, Kajabi has it in there. And then you're going to drop it into the Facebook ads audiences for your email list. You can update this without creating a new email list audience by just clicking on the, the original one you have, and then there's an update button, and then you'll just drop your new one in. So if you are currently running lead gen and you're collecting 10, 20, 50 emails a day, you want to be updating your email list in the Facebook ads manager. I would say every week to two weeks, 
If you're collecting it more slowly, maybe one to two, five potentially a day, updating it at least once a month. If you're collecting them more slowly, then it's fine if you just update it as you run a new campaign potentially or once every few months, every six months. But as your email list grows, it's important to update that list so that Facebook has the most up-to-date information about who they should be targeting. You can also create audiences for your Facebook business page engagement, your internet, sorry, your Instagram business profile engagement. Those ones are great. They will be a lot bigger than you expect them to be because engagement is literally anything from clicking on your profile or an image, clicking read more, liking, sharing, commenting, um, watching a story, following you. Any, any of those things are considered engagement. And so they're a great way to kind of pull in a larger group of people who may or may not be already seeing your content on a regular basis. And then there is your website traffic. So if you pixel your website, which you absolutely should, then that can collect data about the people who visit your website. You can do your entire website, but you can also narrow it down to specific pages. So for example, if you have a course that you're launching, you might want to uh, specifically pull out people who've hit the sales page and then you can retarget them if they don't purchase. So you can say like, hey, um, don't forget that this is open. Or, hey, if you have questions, I'd love to answer them. Send me a DM. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of different types of retargeting ads. But I just, just to say that, um, <laughs> because you can either do your entire website, which is what I recommend you start with. And then as you kind of figure out where you're going and what you want to do, then you can pull out those specific pages. And then the last one that I highly recommend all people who have TPT stores do is add your pixel to your TPT store. You do have to be a premium seller to do this, but if you're a premium seller, add your pixel to your TPT store because that is another place where you can collect your audiences. And then you can create audiences specifically of you content, add to cart, and wish list, which are great options. And again, we'll give you more people to put in your bucket. Now, look like audiences, every single one of those that I just listed off as warm audiences, you want to create a lookalike of. Because again, this is a mirror and it's reflecting. And so those lookalike audiences are going to be really great for you to use. A couple notes about lookalike audiences. Number one, I like to pool all of my lookalike audiences together in one ad set because there will be a crossover and if you do them each individually, then first of all, that's a huge budget that you're running to a whole bunch of different ad sets. But secondly, you're going to be competing against yourself because again, these are going to be very similar audiences that, and it's going to cause your costs to rise. So the best way to do it is just pool them into one ad set and run um, your ads to like all of your lookalikes together. The second one thing that you need to know is that it requires at least a hundred people in the original audience for them, for Facebook to even create a lookalike audience. So for example, if your email list is like mine and only has about 30 people on it, it's too small. I can't create a lookalike audience of my email list at this point. Once it hits a hundred, then you can start creating lookalike audiences. 
Facebook takes all those people and aggregates the data to find similar characteristics. The more people you have in that original audience, the better the Facebook algorithm is at aggregating that data and the better your lookalike audience will become. Time and time again, um, myself testing this and other big marketing gurus testing this have found that it really takes about a thousand people or more for those lookalike audiences to really, really be good. So don't shy away from creating a lookalike audience if you only have a hundred or 500 people in the original audience, but just know that continue to build that warm audience because once it hits a thousand, it's going to be that much better. Okay. Now the real meat and potatoes of creating audiences. These are your cold audiences. When you're creating cold audiences, your goal is to get between 500,000 and 5 million people into this bucket. Way too often, I see people who have just put every single keyword they can possibly think of that their people may be interested into one bucket, and they have this audience that's like 85 million people. That is way too big. Facebook does really like big numbers, but not that big. That is so big that it's like, I don't really know who I'm actually supposed to be looking for. But if you can find an audience of 500,000 to 5 million, that's kind of the sweet spot where it's big enough that the Facebook algorithm can do its thing, but it's not so big that it gets lost in how many people are available for it to target. I like to set up my targeting kind of like a Venn diagram with either two or three circles. And then in each circle, I only put three maybe four or five different things in that circle. So my first circle is almost always teachers. And I put teachers, teachers pay teachers, and then certified teachers as my third one. And these are all interests. I don't want teacher jobs. I want people who are interested in teachers. I want people who are interested in TPT. So I always go for the interest, not the job or whatever any of the other kind of categories are, I do, I always go for interest. So that's my first circle. You may be targeting moms or parents. You may be targeting SLPs. You may be targeting another group of people. Whatever that kind of like foundation of who they are, that's what you should be putting in that first bucket is trying to figure out three to five keywords that you can create your first circle of the Venn diagram that is, again, really foundational to who these people are. And each circle of the Venn diagram within that circle, these keywords that you're using, those are or factors. So what I mean by that is when I do teachers, teachers pay teachers or certified teachers, the person only needs to be interested in one of them. It's an or factor between them. When I add a second circle to the Venn diagram by pressing the narrow buy button. That's an and factor. So now, for example, going back to that teacher um, that has a course for high school English teachers, for her, so I have teachers in my first bucket. Then my second bucket in this first audience is high school. And so I'm trying to find people who are interested in teachers. And then my second one, I'll use high school things. So High school is 
Um, you can do ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. And that's going to find people who are in that high school or secondary school. And like I said, it's a, it'll be a Venn diagram. So the people have to be interested in one of those teacher terms and one of those high school terms. And so the audience will then become that sweet spot of like the middle part of the Venn diagram that crosses over. And for her, we added a third circle in. You may or may not add that third circle in, but for the, for this one, we did. We added a third circle and I did um, composition because specifically we were talking about writing. And so we pulled in like the words writing, composition, and one other term that I found through the suggestion button, which is amazing. You type in your first term and then hit suggestions, and it was going to come up with a whole list of different keywords. Oh, it was, I think it might have been like vocabulary or grammar, something along those lines that went with the whole um, composition and writing. Maybe it was author. But yeah, so I clicked the suggestion button, and it puts a whole bunch of keywords, and then you can pick other ones. So I had the three circles, teachers, high school, composition, and then in the middle was that little tiny spot that had those people. And this audience ended up being about 1.4 million. So we now had 1.4 million teachers in high school interested also in writing. And those are her perfect people. That was one of the best performing audiences for her. And it did really well. And so that's how you're going to layer the different audiences. Now, again, maybe you're doing moms who um, are interested in music. Or maybe you're working with SLPs who specifically work with younger children in that like early childhood phase. And so just thinking about those big buckets and how you can pull out those different pieces of who your audience really is. So that is for any of you teacherpreneurs who are targeting classroom teachers. There is a whole other group of people who are targeting other business owners, teacher business owners specifically. And it is definitely a different game trying to target those audiences. And so the way I like to do it is, again, I use that same initial circle of teachers. And then I pull in um, programs, software, apps, websites, tools that business owners are going to be interested in. So one of my favorites is websites. So I'll do teachers and websites. And by that, I mean, I target Wix, Squarespace, and WordPress as a, as like a second circle. And then, so I get the teachers who are also interested in websites. Another one that I really like using is Pinterest. So I do teachers and Pinterest, but that's really big still. It doesn't narrow it down. And a big problem here is that classroom teachers are also interested in Pinterest. So you need a way to pull out business owners. And that's where my third circle comes in for teacher business owners. And I use Facebook business page admins because people who own a business, online businesses that you're going to be targeting with your program, your course, or your membership, 
will almost definitely have a Facebook business page that they are the admin of. Classroom teachers probably don't. They might, but probably don't. It is so much more likely that it is a business owner that has a business page and that they're the admin of. So that third circle is a really good way to pull out the business owners by using that Facebook business page admin. I highly recommend it. So if you had a chance to go and download the freebie, again, you can do that at marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences. And it's also linked in the show notes. In that freebie are a couple of brainstorming pages, one for classroom teachers, one for teacher business owners. And that is who you target. So if your audience is classroom teachers, use that page. And if your audience is fellow business owners, use the other page. And it just has a couple of boxes. What I would like for you to do, your kind of podcast homework, if you will, is set a timer for five to 10 minutes and then just write every single word that you can think of that might be an interest of your audience. I will 100% guarantee you that all of the words you write on that paper will not be found in the business manager when you're trying to create your audiences. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry because like Facebook, why don't you have this person or this thing? That's okay. This is just here to give you ideas and give you a bit of direction. So that's your homework. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that of these three audience groups, the warm audiences are going to do the best in most cases because these people have interacted with your brand already. They know you, they like you, they trust you. And that's especially true for warmer audiences like your email list versus an Instagram engagement list, which is, it's still warm. It's definitely warm, but it may not be as warm because you have people who have looked at your profile one time in that one versus an email list is all people who have opted in and chosen to follow you, chosen to subscribe to you. But those audiences, your warm audiences really are going to be your best performers in a lot of cases. And that's where I suggest you start is to use those audiences for your um, ads because it will give you a feeling of success because people will respond best to them and it will help to build social proof. And then once you've got a bit of social proof, you can duplicate the ad and switch out the audiences for your lookalike audiences. Lookalike audiences also tend to do really well because again, they are a reflection of people who already know, like, and trust you. They have very similar characteristics. And so it's just a really great way to reach those new cold audiences and have some more success. And then the third group of audiences that you should be pulling in are those cold audiences. But definitely go in that order as you're growing and expanding. Start with warm, then go to lookalikes, and then eventually you can expand to the cold interest-based audiences. Those ones are the hardest to get right and they can really flop. And so it can be, it can be difficult, not going to lie, be difficult to really get those cold audiences right and to really find those Venn diagrams that are really going to work for you and your business and your offer. But do not give up, take a deep breath and just little tiny baby steps. And if something isn't working, 
you can scratch it and you can create a new audience and you can search for new keywords and you can try again because that is the amazing thing about marketing is that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but whether it works or it doesn't work, you're learning something and you're growing and you're moving your business forward. If you have any questions about this, then feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm Hey, it's Jenzea. I also offer hour long strategy sessions where we can talk through and set up your audiences together on a Zoom call. I would love for you to um, book one of those and feel confident that your warm, cool, and cold audiences are all set up to amplify what you're doing and for you to find success in your ads. So if you're interested in booking a strategy session with me, then you can head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash book a call. That's B-O-O-K-A-C-A-L-L, all one word, book a call and find a time that works for you. I also have a promo code that you can enter the word podcast and save $50 off of that strategy session if you're interested. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash book a call. And I can't wait to chat with you until next time. I'm Denzea and I'm so glad that you hung out with me. The strategy session was a little bit longer than previous ones, but there was so much information that I wanted to get out for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around. And I will chat with you next Saturday for another strategy session. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Today was brought to you by Dubsado, my absolute favorite customer management tool. If you're looking to streamline and systematize your service-based business, I highly recommend Dubsado. For 20% off of your first month, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash Dubsado, D-U-B-S-A-D-O, and use the code Genzea at checkout. And don't forget to head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community where you'll find inspiring, ambitious teacherpreneurs who are looking to grow and scale their businesses just like you. See you soon.